With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company. He likes a little rock and roll to get him up in the morning before we talk to him. We'll no doubt get a comment on uh, this choice by Taylor on the board. It's Broncos Blast with our special correspondent, Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. Listen to him at the Mile High Report radio podcast. He is the lead writer at uh, Colorado, uh, playcolorado.com. The new Brady Bunch is coming down. We get analysis and predictions next and ask if the 0-2 start is not wholly unexpected, uh, if not wholly unexpected, how dire is the forecast now for this season? And it's all brought to you by Framed Art. Keep calm. Frame on with Brian Hart at Framed Art. The Broncos season, Broncos go here, but don't forget, you don't have to be involved with sports or take your sports memorabilia to Framed Art. Look at their Twitter, at Framed Art. Look at the creation they did congratulating Brittany, who climbed all of the Colorado's 14ers raising money all the whole time for Shelterbox. Crestone Needle was her last 14er. Framed Art, all your personal sports memorabilia and fine art at Framed Art 3065 South Broadway. Mark? I'm doing a refund, Michael. You should, too. Mortgage rates are historically low. It's easy when you work with the great people at House Mortgage. I don't have perfect credit. Most of you probably don't have perfect credit either. House Mortgage specializes in helping us find a loan that fits our needs, whether it's doing a refi or buying a new home in this bustling real estate market. You owe it to yourself to give John and the team at House Mortgage a call. That's 303-649-1245, 303-649-1245, or find them on the web at housmortgage.com. Remember, House makes home possible. And now the hard rocking Ian St. Clair. Ian, uh, we're excited to talk about Tampa Bay and your prediction uh, for the Broncos and the game today and the season and how badly it looks. But I know you probably want to talk rock and roll first. Well, I will say that Green Day song definitely puts me in the DeLorean and takes me back to high school. So there is that. <laughs> God, you're young. Oh, you're so young. <laughs> yes, I, very young. Mike, they, they, didn't have cars when, they didn't have cars when Michael was in high school, so they certainly didn't have DeLoreans. In terms of this game on Sunday, I, I, I think the main thing for me is with all the injuries, and it's not just the amount, it's who, to, to lose your starting edge rusher, to lose your starting cornerback, to lose your number one receiver, to lose your backup running back if he is a backup, and he is back on the practice field somewhat on Friday. It's the fact that Drew Locke didn't have a more severe shoulder injury because as Adam and I were talking about on our podcast, when Mike Kliss is telling everyone that it's not an AC joint, well, then you go to the worst-case scenario because it's 2020. So we were thinking uh, severe rotator cuff, 
or yep. um, uh, something along those lines. So the fact that it's not as severe as it is and he's going to be able to get back on the field, I think that is the biggest takeaway from all of this because – it's all about the development of Drew Locke. And if they can somehow sneak into the playoffs, and there is still a possibility of that since the, the, playoff, uh, the, the playoffs have expanded by one team for each conference to seven. But that's the cherry on the top. Right now it's about the development of Drew Locke when he, once he's able to get back on the field. In the meantime, can Jeff Driscoll and this team find a way to steal a couple of games? And Sunday is the first chance to do that. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not as pessimistic as Kiz and Jimmy were like, it's over. I'm not that. I still think 8 and eight's very, very doable. And I think they can beat Tampa Bay tomorrow. I'm not a Tom Brady believer right now. This is not the old Tom Brady. I'm sorry. He's just not. So coming in, you get a few thousand people in the stands, hooting and hollering. Maybe, you know, who knows? This is the NFL. Things happen like this in the NFL. So I'm not, I'm not dismissing their chances tomorrow. I'm more interested right now in who's going to play, not who can't play. Because it's always a next man up philosophy, right? You've always got to have depth. You've always got to have new people to play. I mean, this is a chance for Jerry Judy to step up. This is a time, time for no fans to step up. This is enough time for the guys who are going to play to step up and show what they can do because more opportunities are coming now for guys that, that weren't necessarily being counted on at the beginning of the season. But they have to be able to block for Jeff Driscoll. You know, Adam, or, or, Ian, you've talked about um, how much Drew Locke helped Garrett Bowles with his mobility, how he took some of the pressure off Garrett Bowles. Well, now Jeff Driscoll doesn't have that. We're back to the statue kind of thing behind back there. Really, they've got to find a way to help out those tackles and provide some pass protection because that's what was missing to me. I mean, they did an admirable job against Pittsburgh. They didn't get blown out. They hung in there with their backup quarterback. Um, but they can just help those ta- help those tackles keep Driscoll, keep people out of Driscoll's face. He can deliver the football. He's okay. Well, and especially whenever I think the Broncos are going to lose and lose in a significant fashion, as I thought earlier in the week, they always find a way to come out and prove me wrong. So there is that. So there is positivity for all the listeners out there. If I, because I, I've, I've kind of lessened on what I said on our podcast to where I am now. But to me, the, what what the offense can do to uh, to limit some of the issues, and Shaq Barrett is going to be a huge issue for Elijah yes, Williams, and that's one of the reasons oh. I think Tampa is going to be able to get the win on Sunday. Is I just don't think they have anyone to block Shaq Barrett. One thing that they I can take one two. thing Pat Shermer. One thing Pat Shermer and, and this offense can do is utilize Melvin Gordon as a receiver, not so much as a running back out of the backfield. And we saw that with that gorgeous touchdown catch on Sunday against Pittsburgh. They need to do stuff like that. So run yep. screen passes, swing passes to limit some of the pass rush that's going. You know it's going to come. And I have a feeling knowing Todd Bowles and the way that he calls defense, he is going to call up a lot of blitzes because he wants to test not just Jeff Driscoll, but this offensive line. The interior of the line had some struggles against Pittsburgh. He wants to see that and test it again on Sunday. And then on the defensive side, it's all about getting pressure on Tom Brady. We have seen it. We saw it in the 2015 AFC Championship game. It's not just Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware on the edges that did it. It was Malik Jackson and Derek Derek Wolf on the interior. They need that on Sunday from Jarrell Casey. They need that from the the interior part of the defensive line Mm -hmm. to take some of the pressure off of the edge guys to consistently be there and get on Tom Brady because as as everyone knows, as you guys know, any quarterback is going to start with interior pressure. Once you get them off their spot, 
then that's when the edge guys can really get home. So it all starts with the interior, and then whether or not the Broncos can cover a tight end. Well, let's uh, let's start here when we go into our prediction here, and, and let me say we were both right, Ian, you and I last week uh, in, in terms of how that game would play out that the Broncos could lose by one score. You had it 24-21 on our show, which is almost exactly <laughs> yep. how it turned out. 26-21. As far as dropping the ball off to Melvin Gordon, had they done that on the final sack of the game, they might have won the game. They had three open mm-hmm. receivers on that play, and Driscoll just kind of put his head down under the rush, and that was that. They had uh, Patrick over the middle. I think they had uh, uh Deshaun Hamilton in the flat. He could have dropped that ball off to any one of them, and I expect they'll do better with that this week. On the other hand, I'm not making a pick on this game. I'm sitting this one out. Tom Brady must be licking his lips, going against a rookie cornerback and a rookie nickelback. What's your prediction on this one, Ian? I did play them in fantasy because <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger picked on Michael Ojemudi, and I commend the rookie for the way that he stepped up and took ownership of it for the way he played against Pittsburgh because I thought he was really good against Tennessee. So I thought you saw a veteran quarterback and an offense take advantage of Michael Ojemudia being a rookie. There's no doubt Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are going to do that again on Sunday. But I also think I have a sneaky suspicion that Bruce Arians is sick of being asked about Rob Gronkowski. And I mentioned earlier that the Broncos can't cover a tight end. It doesn't matter who the head coach is or who the defensive coordinator is. They can't cover tight ends. So I think this is going to be the day where the quintessential Florida man shows up and just puts up the numbers that he used to do in New England with Tom Brady. So I think that's the aspect of the game that I'm looking at. Yes, I think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are going to be able to to do what they do, but look for Rob Gronkowski just because of the fact that that's Denver's weakness. And I, what, but I do think the, the game has the potential to be close because I love the fight that that the team showed in the second half to be able, and especially Jeff Driscoll. And I, there was a lot of talk about coaching this week, and I thought coaching was the main reason that they were even in that game in the second half and had a chance to win it. So I think there is that. And I think they're going to want to come out and say, yeah, we can still do this. It's not just about all these other guys. We're still pretty good, too. All right. Hey, what's your score now? Who wins? What's the score? I, I think it's going to be it's going to be right around a score game. I, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout like I predicted on my podcast. I've I've come back to the reality that the Broncos usually make me look bad when that happens. So I do think it's going to be within a touchdown. I do think that that's going to. So I would say probably twenty seven twenty or thirty one. No, nah, I don't want to go that. Had twenty four seventeen something to that effect. Okay, we got it now. We get your college football prediction. Who's our national champion? What, what prediction are you going to make about this season that's kicked off? I, I, it's so hidden. I mean, it's 2020. So, of course, we have the Pac-12 and Mountain West saying we're not playing, and now they are playing. So, I, in terms of that, it's just going to be interesting to see how many games are actually played because it seems like there's at least two to three games each week that get canceled because of teams that get COVID, COVID positivity tests on their on their teams. So, that's going to be one thing that I keep an eye on. The other thing is I, I think this is Trevor Lawrence's year. I, I just I don't see how he, he and Clemson don't win a, a quote-unquote national championship if it is going to be a national championship. 
championship since Mythical. every team that plays this year is going to be in a bowl. So that's yeah, ridiculous. But I'll go with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. All right, got it. Hey, Ian, we'll uh, read you. We'll read horse tracks in the morning, your in-depth uh, work on the Broncos' big game on Sunday. Thank you. We'll talk and compare notes next Saturday. See you, Ian. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you. Hey, stay tuned. The first of our pre-recorded college football preview interviews with Phil Steele, publisher of The Magazine, I think, for preseason college football. Guy knows everything about everything. And we'll look at Colorado, Colorado State, and Air Force, their season hopes, next.